Tim Hudak is here, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. He's on the morning brief to offer his take on some of the day's bigger stories. Tim, nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John Moore. All right, well, let's start with uh, what I finished with just before traffic, and that's that Ottawa is bracing for an echo of the convoy protests. My prediction... Not fearless, I might add, but my prediction is I don't think it's going to amount to much because, like, what are they protesting? Be fearless, John Moore. I, I think no shot. I am not going to take a bet uh, with you uh, on this one. I, I, I agree. I think for two reasons that you're not going to see this uh, manifest uh, itself. Uh, number one is there'd be a lot more noise. I mean, let's let's be clear about this. So the run-up to, uh, by the way, it's hard to believe that was just a year ago. Right? Oh, I know. It seems a lot longer ago. But in the days in the run-up to the protest last year, there was a hell of a lot more noise about things happening, people going, and it got even bigger and had more momentum as we moved towards Ottawa. So, so number one, we're seeing no no early signs of that. Secondly, what what are you fighting for, right? Like, I I, I get it that we will um we will as human beings all be consumed by acquiring our fifteen minutes of fame, and certainly those that got behind the the protest to protest against the COVID lockdowns that have been too painful for far too long, put a lot of energy into that protest that is all dissipated. Those things are now gone, and I think those that might want fifteen minutes more fame, boy, they're going to embarrass themselves because they don't have the momentum behind them. For those reasons, I say it's not going to happen. It is all the same good though to see this new police commissioner, sorry, police chief in Ottawa, Eric Stubbs. He's to be a head guy for the RCMP and the, the BC uh, police force. Good to see him, though, restoring some trust, some confidence, standing strong, a heck of a lot better performance from this police chief than we saw from the previous. Yeah, I remember during the convoy protest, because I you know, went and visited uh, that whole thing a couple of times, but then I also went off to La Chute, Quebec for a weekend with friends, and there was this guy while I was driving in who was parked at sort of an intersection of major roadways with a pickup truck, and it had a couple of flags, including an F. Trudeau flag. And I just thought, dude, it's Saturday morning. Don't you have a life? Yeah. But there's a club now. I mean, so so Debbie and I and the girls were returning from Niagara to Toronto. We're on the QEW, I think, outside of Oakville. And a mini convoy went by. I'd say, John, about 10 or 12, mostly pickup trucks with the flags and the Trudeau bumper stickers, like you said. I'm not sure where they're going off to a coffee clutch, a planning meeting. It wasn't sure. You still see it. Those that felt so ostracized by all of this, those that felt an emptiness, did find a belonging, whether for good motive or for bad. I just don't think there's enough left in that bag of tricks to pull off another convoy. Justin Trudeau, amongst other things yesterday, says that he was surprised that the ArriveCan app cost $54 million, called it illogical. I guess he's channeling uh, Mr. Spock. Um, but I just, I thought, really? You're surprised? This is how government works, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit more anger rather than a logic would have been the right response there. This is um, this helps prove the the wisdom of PG work that said giving money and power to government is like giving the keys of the liquor cabinet to teenage boys and going away for the weekend. Just cannot be trusted. So what what do you do about that? Well, you actually need to have proper oversight. I've always said that we should have a, a website we could go to as taxpayers to see what government procurement was, who got the contract, what the original cost was the contract was. And then do they actually deliver it on time and on the money? Thankfully, enough digging, particularly by the Globe and Mail here, hats off to them, have exposed this for the embarrassment that it was. And I will say there is good work happening in a House committee 
where all parties are actually cooperating to unearth answers on this. It's called the Government Operations Committee. So they're using uh, the powers to order documents with a threat of being a contempt of parliament. So earlier when journalists or others asked for you know what the bills were, they couldn't get them. This is actually coming through the work of that committee. So good for them. A terrible story, though, John, right? The company that actually got the contract doesn't do IT work. They're simply a staffing firm of two individuals who then contract out that work. And some of the biggest, most expensive companies like KPMG got the money at the end of the day. So hopefully some lessons come out of this. Hopefully there's actually a full report about what happened where. And I got to think some bureaucrat who is behind this has got to lose their job for this ridiculous decision. Uh, meanwhile, um, this story today I find uh, distressing, but then, you know, I've, I'm a dog owner. I cannot believe that people are abandoning pets in uh, Rouge Park. I mean, I, I can't believe anybody would abandon a pet in the first place, but at the very least, take it to a shelter. Yes, it's pathetic and, and is heart-wrenching and it makes you mad all at the same time. There's no doubt that a, a significant number of people took up uh, pets, particularly uh, dogs uh, during COVID, thought it was a thing to do, occupy their time, give them some company. But with that comes responsibility to treat that animal humanely. And if you can no longer, your life has changed, take care of it. There are many, many services that will help put that dog uh, in a loving home. This is a terrible image that the Humane Society paints and good for them in being active on this file. John, they talked about dogs in Rouge Park that get spotted and the behavior of an animal is usually to stay in that same spot for a long period of time just waiting for the owner to come back and feed you again and take you home. Can, can you imagine yeah. uh, what that what that would be like? Uh, one dog they tracked for 62 days before finally capturing it and now getting it into a happy home. So good work for the Humane Society but, but shame on those that are banning that kind of responsibility that they took up willingly. Uh, people will know that there's sort of a list of factors that a judge continue, uh, consults when it comes to sentencing. And appeals courts are ruling increasingly that uh, rehabilitation is not going to be the primary concern when it comes to domestic violence. So effectively, they uh, are saying deterrence, so actually locking somebody up and making an example of them, that that is going to be a lot more important than the idea that this person could find a better life. Well, well, good. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I hope they go down this this path uh, even more in the courts. Th this is a harrowing story. Like, can you imagine? So, this is a, a, where this comes from. John was a a man stabbed his then pregnant girlfriend in the neck, uh, missed her carotid artery by a centimeter, in an attempt to murder her. He he kicked her while she was down on the floor bleeding to see if she was actually dead, and then plotted a lullaby, or sorry, an alibi with with a friend. And thank God the woman survived. She actually played dead, sadly lost the baby. And then the judge gives seven years a sentence for that awful attempted murder because he thought, well, it's going to ruin the young man's life. Well, the baby was dead. And what did this do to the woman at the same time? So thank God the Court of Appeal overruled that, gave 15 years. I just think we'd like to see. There's another case earlier on, similarly, where a man tried to actually burn his house down with two kids inside and his, his ex-wife and basically got the equivalent, not a slap on the wrist, but they had more than double the sentence from what the lower court said. Number one, I, what do you do about these judges are getting out the soft sentences? But overall, we need to tip the scales of justice further. I'd like to see more of this in terms of deterrence and harsh punishments of these types of crime or rehab across the board. Uh, I think a winning issue in the next federal campaign is getting a lot tougher on the justice file. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Have a great day.